Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Yes, at the time of the morning, where we join our very own Mufti Ibrahim Smith on a quickfire Q&A there from a beautiful place called Cape Town, right near the Table Mountain. He can see it. He has a, I can't call it a bird's eye view because then you have to fly over with a helicopter, but he can see it from uh, wherever he is. Um, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning? Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Our esteemed listeners, indeed, a beautiful, wet, windy, raining uh, morning here in Cape Town. It's raining since last night, you know. But Allah shukar, we in need of all the, the rahmah and the excess water because the summer month is coming soon, inshallah. Inshallah, yes, sir, Mufti Saab. Allah really blessed you all with abundance of everything and the water also. Looking at the questions that, that have come through already, they are, you know, filling up my screen. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shaf. Is there something wrong if a person gets married in a suffer month? Yeah, everyone says, hey, suffer. <laughs> no, man, no, 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 postpone it. Something like a Hindu style there. Mufti Saab, your, your comments. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Shafat, uh, suffer and suffering. I think that's why people don't want to get married in the month of uh, suffering. Also, suffer, there's nothing wrong with a person getting married in any of the Islamic months uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given uh, this ummah. It was a, a, a custom in the Jahiliya period that people used to believe that uh, the month of suffer is a month of bad luck and bad omens, etc. You know, in Rasulullah sallallahu came and negated all these uh, bad beliefs, the wrong aqidah that uh, the people used to believe. And in one hadith in Bukhari saying that la adwa wala tira wala hama wala safra, there's no contagion in Islam. First thing negated is uh, no contagion. And then, of course, uh, there's no bad omens, bad luck, etc. And there's nothing wrong, he said, with uh, the month of suffer. So a person can get married in the month of suffer, not doing so and believing it is something wrong. That is also incorrect and that is also a sin, Gene. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Maulana. I had an encounter with a sales house and I couldn't pay them at the time. Now I want to pay them, but don't know who to pay. Am I made a maf, Mufi? Uh, Shafat, though, you have to find out because you're still owing them uh, money, you know, so you have to exhaust all the avenues, legal avenues. You have to do your own research and find out who is taking over the accounts. So normally they have people, they have attorneys in law firms that specializes in uh, retrieving debts, and uh, these people will contact you, you know, so you have to find out. Uh, from them, who has taken them over, who's bought over the company, etc. And uh, then you start making the payment arrangements because that will remain a debt on you. Unless the company has written off all debt, that you need to verify from them also. If they've given you math and written off all debt, then there's nothing upon you, but at least you have tried uh, to solve your responsibility in uh, paying what is outstanding. G. I think uh, five years, if you miss, and if they didn't uh, get in touch with you, uh, you know, it's written off, uh, but uh, if you've got conscience, you still want to pay them, so you pay them, Mufti Saab. 
After five years, your name is just taken off the blacklisting. Uh, the debt still remains, uh, Shafat, but uh, you're not on the system, so you can reapply for credit. Uh, that is to make it easy for consumers, but the debt remains uh, unless uh, they specify that they've written it off. So sometimes people get confused uh, by saying we'll just avoid them for five years, and then uh, we'll restart our credit application. So that is uh, not correct also, because uh, the credit bureau is taking your name off the list, but you're, uh, uh, in principle, you still owe them money. Gee. Mufti, we were, we were told that vaccines were not uh, to be mandatory, but now governments are changing the tune. Any comments, uh, please? Uh, Shukhat, I think we've mentioned this in the beginning already when these vaccines came out. We told the people that, uh, uh, you know, eventually everything will become mandatory and uh, it will become compulsory also. And we saw the health minister uh, saying that various departments within government has been discussing this for some time now on different levels. So uh, they try to, uh, to make it uh, compulsory. So that, of course, is pure hypocrisy because Ramaphosa himself said in the red clip he's been doing rounds on social media that it will never become day three, but now they're singing a different tune. Uh, all of these things, the people were forewarned, you know, but uh, hardly few people listen to this. And this is just the beginning of the end. Also, more uh, difficult conditions they will impose upon uh, the people. And this is not only in South Africa. It's uh, becoming a global thing also, trying to force people, taking away their, their constitutional rights and their rights of uh, choice and pro-choice, you know, taking that away and forcing them somehow to take the vaccine. So if people don't voice their opinion and people don't show their displeasure, then there's nothing uh, a person can do. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, uh, please explain how to make uh, sujood, so how, especially when uh, you, uh, you have made mistakes in the, uh, the Rood Ibrahim before the Salam. Mufti Saab. A very, very good uh, question, uh, uh, Shafat. So, uh, it is a Sajda Sahwi, they call it, you know. Uh, that is when a person has made a mistake uh, in Salah and he wants to rectify that uh, by doing this extra uh, prostration, uh, prostration or extra uh, sajda. So, uh, yes, you must first identify which uh, type of uh, uh, forgetfulness that's the word I was looking for. You know, they call it a sajda of forgetfulness. So you will first have to find out uh, which things of salah you have left out. If it is part of the wajibat, then, of course, you'll have to uh, repeat uh, that salah. But if it's not part of the wajibat and you just want to do normal uh, uh, as we call it, you know, the forgetful uh, prostration, uh, then you can do that. So at the end of Salah, inshallah, and uh, then you will have to perform it uh, when you uh, have uh, done the two sajdas, and uh, you have made your taslim, your salam, as we're saying, and uh, then you uh, read your sajda, and you make your taslim, and you go into sajda again. Uh, and then you come up and then your salah will be finished. So that is basically how you're doing it. In the Shafi Madhab, it is a slightly different uh, thing, you know, that you do it the opposite way. You do it after your taslim, you make a sajjah sahwi, and uh, then you come up and then your salah is completed, so inshallah. But what is very, very important is to find out what part of your salah have you left out, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saba, this question says, uh, Mufti, is it permissible to sign a 99-year lease? Yes, it is permissible to sign short-term leases. It is permissible to sign long-term leases as well. Uh, that is uh, not the problem, you know, as long as there's mutual agreement uh, as to the escalation of the annual uh, uh, rental fees, etc., rates, water, whatever else uh, has been ent- entered into the contract. If there's mutual agreement between the two parties, uh, then it will be permissible, G.
Gee, uh, Mufti Saab, you know, lots of uh, uh, gremlins coming through this end, but I'm just getting rid of them. But uh, Alhamdulillah, I hope you can hear me there, Mufti Saab. <laughs> I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, beautiful. Uh, assalamu alaikum. My uh, revered friend passed away and left behind uh, non-Muslim heirs. Will they inherit Mus- uh, Mufti Saab? Uh, Shafat, you know, it depends what type of role the person is, is left behind. If the person is left behind in Islamic world, then of course, uh, they will be excluded. A non-Muslim cannot inherit from a Muslim, and a Muslim cannot inherit from a non-Muslim also. So that we need to understand first. If the person is left behind a normal conventional law that is in accordance, in accordance with, uh, South African law, then of course, uh, it will be a different story. Then we don't have a say. Islam doesn't have a say. And uh, most probably the heirs will take them to court uh, just to get their share of inheritance. So it's very, very important that one draws up a proper Islamic world so that all these things can be outlined in there, inshallah, and there will be no dispute after a person's demise. But in, uh, in general, uh, people of other faiths and denominations will not inherit from Muslims and vice versa also. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. A few anti-vaxxer Molanas from a prominent, a prominent ulum in Johannesburg got caught selling vaccine cards without taking the vaccine. Please, the comment. Shafad, I've verified it. I've seen it. I read about it. I couldn't believe it. And then actually I found around and I, I got some verification. Yes. So uh, some uh, movies from that side in Johannesburg, you know. Uh, because they don't want to take the vaccine, so they opted to get the vaccine card instead because everyone will need the vaccine card soon. So yes, so what they did uh, perhaps is illegal, but uh, you must understand also that uh, because government wants to make it mandatory, people will find avenues and ways and means to get uh, the card without having to get the shot because of the adverse reactions and uh, people dying of these vaccines and all these things happening, uh, people becoming sick, etc. You know? So yes, as a religious people, perhaps what they did, uh, it's not commendable. Uh, one, one, one cannot uh, condone it also, you know. Uh, so, uh, of course, uh, we make God that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. I've heard to such an extent uh, that uh, some of them even opted to take the vaccine after that just to avoid uh, any legal uh, uh, actions uh, from the state side. So they said, no, they're going to take the vaccine rather, G. Mufti, can a school charge our full school fees uh, since our kids uh, don't attend the entire academic year due to the lockdown? There'll be many more lockdowns, uh, so yes. Uh, basically, Shafat, uh, the, the contract between uh, the school and uh, the school children, uh, that's a contract, what they call in Arabic, Ijar, you know. It is uh, between those two people where they agree to pay a stipulated amount of uh, fees. So it's a, a contract of service that the school is rendering uh, to the school children. So when they have rendered the service in full, then of course they must be paid in full. But uh, in such uh, unforeseen circumstances where it is beyond them also, because government normally makes a call, so yes, then there can be a rebate from the school side in uh, cutting some slack for those people or parents who have to pay school fees. But uh, parents at the same time, they cannot uh, expect that the school must uh, waive everything now and cut down everything also because uh, in that case, who's going to pay the bills of the school? The school is a, is, is a business, you know, it's got uh, debts to pay, etc., uh, salaries to pay, lights, electricity. All of those accounts need to be paid. So uh, the, peer, the parents at the same time, they need to understand that also, G. Uh, Mufti, when you say repeat your salah after making a mistake, uh, does this mean you have to repeat the entire salah or just that portion 
where the mistake was made. We'll see. If you've left out of the arkans or the wajibat or salah shafat, then you have to repeat uh, your salah. So say, for example, you left out ruku or you left out sajda, etc. If you made minor mistakes in salah, then you will have to perform uh, what we call the forgetfulness prostrations. So uh, just to repeat that again, uh, that is two prostrations a person will uh, have to perform, you know, uh, after them. Then uh, one, uh, that is now after the uh, two prostrations, uh, one of them, uh, then one repeats the final sitting in full. And after repeating the final sitting, you will recite your normal tashahud, and then you'll send your durood upon, upon Nabi alayhi salam, and then uh, you'll make your two salams. That is uh, how you do it. This is in the Hanafi madhab. As I said before, the Shafi madhab is uh, the opposite of that. So that is for minor things that you've left out of salah. For that, you'll make the forgetfulness prostrations, or is it called in Arabic, Sajdat al-Sahwi. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. With so many different uh, rulings given uh, by different ulama, how do, um, how do me, as a layman, decide who to follow, Mufti? That's very, very difficult, Shafat. Yes, there's so many rulings regarding so many issues, new issues coming out daily, etc. And uh, there's mudslinging, character assassination, all these type of things happening on social media and elsewhere, you know. So you as a normal person, you will have to identify an alim, someone that reminds you of Allah, that reminds you of the year after, someone who's not after name and fame and uh, a pet on the back from the government, you know, someone who's connected, uh, who's uh, doing his ibadah, etc., who's not afraid. All of those uh, qualities a person needs to look for in alim, and then you decide to follow that person, you decide to follow his rulings. That would be the easiest way for those people who does not have proper Islamic understanding uh, in uh, taking masail uh, uh, or fatawa from uh, various different ulama. So we're not nitpicking here, we're not taking uh, uh, the verdicts of those people when it suits our own selves, our own national. We take something that is uh, beneficial and uh, that the alim can substantiate with proof also. So in that way, inshallah, it will become easy for the normal person, ordinary person, uh, to follow a single alim G. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, can a married woman go for an eyelash lift? You can go for an eyelash uh, lift, but you must remember that some of these uh, lifts contain a specific solution so, uh, you know, if that solution is applied to the eyelashes and it doesn't allow water to permeate or water to seep, uh, then it will not be permissible to use because the hudu will be invalid. And if the hudu is invalid, then the salah will not be accepted also in invalid. So need to find out first and foremost what type of application they're using uh, before they're doing this particular eyelash uh, lip shafat so that it doesn't infringe upon a person's hudu and a person's salah. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Baba. Can my wife claim her from the road accident fund? Will the funds be halal to use? Yes, the road accident fund, that's from the government side, you know, how they deal with it and how they procure the money, etc. They've got nothing to do with us. In the uh, event that a person has to apply for their funds, then it will be permissible. It will be seen as a, a gift from the government or as an allowance from the government for those people that were affected during a specific accident. So if you do receive the funds, you can use it, you can give it away, you can spend it on your children, on your husband, etc. There's no problem, no harm, and no sin in that also. Uh, Mufti Saab, oh, what do you think of making a zikrullah loud in the masjid? 
Shafat, yes, as long as it doesn't disturb other people in the masjid. Uh, sometimes people will be sitting there and uh, they'll read Quran, or others will come in and they'll read the nafal salah. So it is permissible to make zikr loud in the masjid, uh, individually, you know. And uh, as as long as a person doesn't disturb other people. So now when we all sing along in chorus, that is not permissible. Uh, and that is uh, uh, at the same time detestable also because you're disturbing other people. The house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a place for congregants with different people from different walks of life come to do different types of ibadah besides the salah. So as long as you do not disturb them, inshallah, and uh, you don't have to shout from the top of your voice also, so then it will be considered permissible. Can we sell ivermectin for more than the market price, Mufti? Uh, Shafat, you know, ivermectin nowadays is seen as an essential drug. So yes, you're allowed to sell it for a profit, but you must be reasonable also, because in some areas, in some places in the world also, it is considered a life-saving drug. And you know that COVID is one, COVID is one of the biggest businesses out there. There's many people that don't want this COVID to stop because they'll be losing out on the billions and trillions that they are making due to uh, this uh, pandemic, whether it's PCR tests, whether it's vaccines or any other thing else related. Last week we spoke, we spoke about the, uh, Janaza, the undertakers, it is asking exorbitant amounts from the people just to bury their loved ones. So yes, uh, make a reasonable markup on, uh, on this. Uh, I have a mechanism. Sell it for market-related pricing, inshallah, and Allah will put barakah in your transactions. Mufti Saab and Alhamdulillah, yes, uh, Yusuf say, yes. Mm. can hear you audibly, but uh, yeah, I hope the gremlins are better. Uh, you, you can hear me clearly on your side, uh, Mufti Saab. I can hear you loud and clear, Shafat. Yeah, I can hear you loud and uh, uh, clear, but uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, Yusuf is uh, just checking uh, the uh, levels out here. Uh, this question says, uh, can massages uh, be termed super spreaders of disease? Please elaborate, uh, Mufti Saab. Shafat, I think we've answered it earlier when we said that Rasulullah said, La Adwa, that Rasulullah has negated the concept and the belief of a contagion in Islam. Uh, meaning that whatever afflicts a person, it is through the inoculation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not because of a virus or bacteria or anything else out there. He doesn't have the world in the ability just to jump from one person to another person except for the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is improper, incorrect, and not uh, anything associated with Islam to say that the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a super spreader. It is a slap in the face of Islam. You know, any person making such a statement, uh, his a statement should be discarded with contempt because he's speaking about the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is protecting his slaves, a place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah descends and uh, is being distributed in uh, this world. You know, we should have the utmost of respect for the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, calling them super spreaders. Basically, you're telling the people that uh, don't come to the house of Allah and perform salah because here, uh, you will definitely uh, get sick and you will take the sickness and spread it to other people as well. So be careful in our statements, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, so many uh, different com- uh, conflicting reports you get. And uh, Alhamdulillah, as you say, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and uh, whatever we do, maybe do it in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, there's a question here. Uh, did we ask you this question? I'd, I'm not too sure. My sister who cannot conceive wants to adopt a child. What is the uh, ruling? Uh, please. Uh, did we ask you that question, Mufti? No, no, you did not. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we'll answer that question. So there is no legal adoption in Islam. 
Yes, you'll be rewarded for taking care of a of a of an orphan or any other child that you have decided to bring under your care. That uh, we should understand first, uh, Shafat. Uh, if you understand that, then we'll see that there is no real uh, or legal adoption like how the other. Uh, societies have where the uh, child will be getting the surname, the child will be allowed to inherit, etc. Islam does not allow that. That child that you're bringing up, it will be regarded as your brother in Islam or your sister in Islam. And then when the child grows up, you'll have to make parda from that uh, child also if it is a male child. The best way is to get a very, very young child that you can still breastfeed. If you do that by breastfeeding uh, the child, uh, then there'll be hormat al-da'at, which we call fostering uh, relations, you know. Uh, and because of that breastfeeding and breast milk, then uh, that child will become a mahram for you and for your daughters. And uh, that uh, child can live like a normal child at your home. But still the child won't be allowed to inherit from you. So we have to understand these things before going and uh, trying to adopt a child. The rewards is tremendous in Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all those people who take care of orphans, you know. So basically, but you have to make a conscious decision before bringing a child into your household, gee. Absolutely, uh, Mufti Saab. And, you know, you make a lot of sense uh, when you talk about uh, uh, taking uh, care of child and, you know, adoption is, uh, you know, if you make an emotional adoption and as, as soon as the emotion dies off, the reality sets in. And perhaps some of the realities that will face you, uh, you know, perhaps you have adopted a child. And a few years later, Mufti Saab, you and your, your, your I mean, your wife conceives and then you have your own biological child coming through. That is when the true test comes in. Perhaps your thoughts on that, uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, uh, that, that is exactly uh, what we are alluding to, Shabbat. Uh, that is one possibility. You know, sometimes there's a, uh, a delay in uh, conceiving a child uh, because of the wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. And uh, sometimes uh, a person might, at the later stage in his life also, uh, she might uh, conceive, you know. But what is said, uh, is that you've raised a child, so a male child, for example, and then uh, when the child becomes mukallaf in Bali and reaches adolescence, then you'll have to make a parva from the child's house that's going to be sold. And uh, if you have daughters also, then the daughters also needs to make parva from the adopted child if the child is not, not being breastfed uh, by you. So that's why we say make a conscious uh, decision, inshallah. But whatever decision you take, that they will be held in G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, I can tell you a lot of care in uh, your, uh, you know, presence on a Sirius FM on a Friday morning. Perhaps uh, your parting words? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us, uh, Shafat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate us from uh, this uh, dreadful pandemic that we are suffering from. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this ummah sin abandon durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to uh, Mufti Saab. And uh, jazakallah khair to all of you that have sent in uh, messages uh, this morning. Uh, you really add uh, value to a uh, quick fire Q&A. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.